<clears throat> you ready, Steve? Are you ready, kids? You're scooting a little bit. Get your arms all the way in the shot. There we go. All right. I'll try not to hit you this time. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is uh, 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying. Have you bought a guitar lately? Uh, Yeah, I bought a guitar lately. Okay, I haven't. Selling? Have you sold a guitar? I lately? have. I've sold a guitar. Trading? Trading? I haven't traded in a while. Fixing? Yeah, I've been. I fixed a guitar. I, I adjusted a truss rod yesterday. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, breaking. Have you broken any? <laughs> always. I'm always breaking guitars. Uh. Mm. Modding, modding. yeah, modding, I've been modding, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm starting to get the the sense that you're not doing as much as I am. Steve. Reviewing, Have yeah, I've been doing reviewing, obviously reviewing, yeah, demoing is what I call it. Yeah, um, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing. Obviously, I have been playing. I, I played guitar last week too. I have been playing. I just and, got, and I, now we're gonna podcast. We're podcasting. Woo! So someone on a on a video today. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ryan's been practicing. I'm like, no, I'm just better at editing now. <laughs> uh, and I was like, it doesn't matter if I practice. I don't seem to get any better. And they're like, what? You learned drums in 30 days. Like, that's, but I started from zero. Yeah. Yeah. I can start from zero on something. I'm well past zero on guitar. Mm -hmm. And the place. You're where, almost all the way to one. <laughs> the, the place where I met on guitar, I just, I can't seem to progress out of it. I don't, right. I, I do practice. I, I'll take like lessons online and stuff like that. And I'll mm. learn songs and I learn all this stuff. And then the next morning uh, I come down to the garage and I turn on the camera and it all just disappears. And I just right. back to playing safety. You riffs. know, when, when you think about it and especially like the safety riff thing, right? Like um, I have to imagine that like you think about things as like, I like you just said, like you practice it and then you come in and the next day you're like, Oh crap. I don't remember any of it. But you think about like when you're songwriting, right? Um, well, songwriting like, is totally different. Well, so it is, but it's not, right? But like when you're songwriting. It is, but it's not. Um, well, where I'm going with it is sure. uh, is the where it's where it's less different, in my opinion, um, is that when you are writing a song, like, yeah, maybe you wrote it in one night, but how many times are you going to practice that with your band before you're like, okay, we should perform this now? Right, right. So I think that's kind of like, that's a part of practicing that like, I know I struggle with there's a, where it's like, Oh, I learned this thing, but I can only play it really slow. And it's getting through that process of like, like I said, like when you write a song with a band, you might practice it for two months before we've accidentally do fallen into a topic at the beginning of this show. Yeah. But like the <laughs> gu guitar playing Ryan who noodles on camera and, and just like tries to play things to demonstrate whatever is very different from songwriting and performing Ryan sure. who has sure. a, a song planned out and has parts that are orchestrated and, and crafted to fit and fill out a song and do very specific mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. like noodling. Ryan sucks at guitar. I, uh, I watched a song. Ryan like band. Ryan is just fine because it's the stuff that's been rehearsed over and over and over again. Dinosaur goes I mean, is pretty solid. Yeah. 
all right, all right, all right. Everyone else, <laughs> everyone else in your band is really solid. I, no, they're all better than me for sure. They're much better musicians uh, than me. What I was gonna say, but then you like continued to go. Is I watched this video this week mm. uh, by by a Canadian YouTuber uh, Landon Bailey. Ah, yeah, Landon, who, who suggested Hi, Landon, who suggested maybe you need a teleprompter. You know, I own a teleprompter. And, and but I guess in this case you would just tab out what you want to play so it, it goes on the I don't know. I actually have a I have a list in the notes on my phone of riffs that I do know. Mm-hmm. I did I did this one night like 3 months ago. I was like you're always playing the same dumb stuff. Write out what you actually know and then you can remind yourself and I never remember to open up the notes. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, that- I wrote down like 30 different things like you know how to play this, you know how to play this, you know how to play this, you know how to play this. It's like how come I never do these in videos? This just sounds like my problem with cooking dinner where it's like you ever feel like when you're cooking dinner that you only know how to make like three things. Right, right. But if hey, you sat down and chicken and green beans and potatoes again, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, we're chicken green beans and noodles over right. at my house. Uh, but it's like, I know how to make other things. I, most of the time I don't have the ingredients for those other things, but it's like, I know how to make them. And if I wrote them all down, I, I feel like I'd probably come up with like at least 15 different meals I could put together. So I, I I don't, I enjoy cooking. I like the process of cooking, but I do exactly that every, it's like, okay, it's four 30. You got to make dinner for the family. Like what do you, uh, chicken, green beans, yeah. starch, yeah. you know, like it do the same, like, Oh, I'll put some seasoning on this. And it's like, is this boring stuff? But it's like, oh, I just got to get a dinner together. When my wife cooks, Lauren does, my wife does not enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. In fact, she very much the opposite of enjoys cooking. But when she cooks, <laughs> she finds a recipe that looks exciting and new. She goes and buys the ingredients. She like tries things out and like learns a new thing right. and makes a, she like makes a sauce and it pours on the meat. And like, there's a side we've never had and it's fantastic every time, but she hates doing it. Yeah. It yeah. also takes like five times as long yeah. when I cook. Cause I just, I just, this will be quick. You know, my, uh, this Friday of recording, so last Friday for we're way off topic. People that's watching totally fine and listening to this. Uh, my work is supposed to have a Thanksgiving potluck, mm. and I'm debating Tis whether yeah, I'm debating whether or not to do Brussels sprouts again for it because it's one thing I'm like, I think personally I'm phenomenal at, um, but you are, but I'm afraid that if I made because I made them for our friendsgiving, I'm going to make them when I host Thanksgiving at my house for a family. That if I have to make them three times in one, like holiday season, you're just going to phone. I'm just going to be like, I don't, I don't like making this anymore. Right, right, right. I'm o- I'm over it. After, after the next day after Friendsgiving, Lauren was like, I got to get Steve's recipe. There's no recipe. It's all in the head, right? It's it's. But it's, that's it's, like what you're going with. There. Like that's what you're talking about. Like you know how to do it. Right. The only thing I look up is like, what temperature do I need to set the oven so the, to? Temperature and time. This episode is airing Monday of Thanksgiving week. Yeah. What what is what's your your food responsibility this week, Steve? Dude, my food responsibility is like everything. It's, it's everything. It, well, we're hosting, so it's at least turkey, Brussels sprouts. We have cranberry sauce already. So those three things. I don't know what else. We're, we still got to figure that out with with family. Uh, we have been told that uh, my brother-in-law is bringing pumpkin cheesecake. Ooh. Um, but yeah, we have. It's tough because for for this is my in-law side of the family Thanksgiving. My my father and mother-in-law 
And then just my father-in-law, when they would host, they would do everything except dessert. So this is the first year that my father-in-law is not hosting. Right. So the so pressure we, is on. We do, to do the feel same thing. some pressure to like, do we need to prep everything? And I'm like, yeah, but your my father-in-law did not have two children right. running around the house when you did. So that's my excuse. But he's not my father. He's my father-in-law. So I, you know, I can't tell. I mean, I could tell my wife's side of the family, like, hey, we need you to do this, but it's not. Like, I don't have that familial connection to them speaking the way of, my wife does. Speaking of, of father-in-law, since we're talking about legal stuff here, yeah. have you seen the new Joyo pedal? No. It's called Legally Done. Oh, I do. I have seen it. What is it a reference to? <laughs> it's a noise gate. And there's a whole Reddit post about it where people were like, this had to be like a mistranslation. And someone went through and figured out what, words it was probably mistranslated what? from so what do they think it it was supposed to be it's supposed to be like uh like completely closed or something like that like they're, they're trying to right they're trying to indicate that like sorry i turned it back into a guitar podcast it was a thanksgiving podcast <laughs> for a minute they were trying to indicate like this like it, it clamps down like it it shuts the case like maybe that's like ca- case closed case closed you know like the, no, that's probably what it was, was case closed. Right. That makes sense. Legally done. Legally done. Case closed. <laughs> All right. This first ad was sent by Bill Wilkins. Oh, I'm handling mashed potatoes and I'm making oh, a homemade yeah, pumpkin sorry. pie. So oh, there nice. you go. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Are you going to your parents? for? No, they're coming here, but because they, my, my parents live three blocks away, my mom's going to do the turkey, but she's going to drop it off and put it in the oven. So she, she does. She does the bag. She's gonna turkey. do the turkey in your oven. Yes, but it's a bagged turkey, which means I don't have to touch it. Right, like it just cooks itself. So like whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then she's gonna do the gravy and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. All right. The first ad. Right. This ad was sent by Bill Wilkins. Very cool in-house build by one of our employees. About this listing says, this build was inspired by Cyberpunk 2077, the video game that took way too long to develop and wasn't actually complete when it was finally released. By no means is this a copy or replica of the actual Cyberpunk 2077 guitar. This is an inspired build. No, this guitar is not perfect. It's built to look like it's old and used. If you know what a relic is, then you absolutely know what you are looking at. If you're on Reverb and you don't know what a relic is, I mean, all right. There are imperfections here and there, but it's a playable guitar that is tuned and ready to play. A bunch of things, a bunch of other things. These details don't. It's a black guitar. Oh, I guess for the listeners, it's a basswood body guitar. It's maple wood. It's a. None of this stuff is interesting. None of it matters. I don't know why. Let's talk about what it looks like. No, no, the guitar's interesting. All right, but none of those details are interesting. Well, because you took it, you probably didn't take a screenshot of it. You probably just downloaded the screenshot from the. No, those are screenshots, baby. Oh yeah, I'm screenshotting everything because you asked me to because you didn't want those oh, dot web MPs. Oh, or were they not? Were they not? Well, sometimes they're not dot web MPs. Oh, yeah. you're saying these pictures? These pictures. Well, I'm saying sometimes the viewers send screenshots. Oh, okay, so okay. yeah. No, I screen I screenshotted these for you, Steve. Gotcha. To Thank them, you. To get them right. It. Uh, I, the, the thing that before I even knew that it was a cyberpunk video game reference guitar, mm-hmm. I saw that double bridge going on. I was like, what the heck is going on here? And then I was shocked to find out that that is exactly how the guitar is presented in the video game itself. Double bridges. 
Well, it's you assume it's a double bridge. You don't actually know what's under that bridge cover. In the video game, there's a, a bridge cover. Yeah, which it, there it's not a bridge cover. That's actually a pickup cover. It has over to be the bridge. It has to be a bridge cover. Presumably, yeah. There yeah. has to be a bridge under there functionally. Like, I don't know what the developer, the the game designer, was thinking when they did this, but it weirdly visually works. Like, they kind of kudos to the video game designer. For making this guitar out of actually realistic parts. Yeah. Like you look at the video game version, you're like, oh, I know what all all of that is plausible. Mm-hmm. It, like it, it's not recommendable, but it's plausible. It all looks like a like a mid late eighties Ibanez RG got mixed up with like some Tysco parts. Right. It's and then, I like those fictional pickups. Like I like what yeah. I'm seeing there. I I would buy those pickups. <laughs> I don't know how I would mount them in anything, but I like it. Like you've got these big square ended single coils. Just the thought to cut away the body like that and then to have a secondary bridge mm-hmm. behind the bridge for I guess for fine tuning. How much input do you think Keanu Reeves had on the design of this guitar? Uh, probably very little. I'm sure about that. I don't know. May, may, call up Keanu and see what he says. Yeah, I, let me just... Oh, hold on. Uh, it's bonkers in practical. Hey, Keanu, what number am I thinking of right now? 69, dude. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Um, it's bonkers in practical, and it makes... There's no, there's really no reason for it whatsoever. If, if this was a headless guitar, it would make sense. Yeah. Like you could cut the head clean off of this guitar and turn it headless, and this bridge would suddenly make sense. Because it's like, oh, yeah, you want to have you want the uh, the vibe of the Telecaster Ashtray Bridge, even though the video game one is a Strat, not a Telecaster. They're, they're, okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh but then you you'd need those tuners to actually tune the strings. Mm-hmm. The the multiple angles coming off that bridge. I guess someone out there could probably make some sort of argument that like the more points of contact for the string, the more vibration is going to transfer into the body. But I just see pinch points, and I just see places where the string is being stressed and is more likely to snap. Oh yeah, no it. Because you got one bend coming out the back of the Telecaster Bridge, another bend going around uh, those string trees, and Mm -hmm. then they're going into the final bridge at an angle supplying another bend. There are three additional bends here that this string does not need. No, it's not. It's that's yeah, I it's and we're really not criticizing this guitar. We're criticizing the video game concept because the, the person who built this did a good job capturing the spirit of the video game guitar. Yeah. I really like the, I pretty much like every attempt uh, every appointment added in the attempt to recreate this. They grab stickers that kind of look like, right. You know, stickers that they probably had collected over the, actually some of them are uh, stickers that look a lot like the stickers from the game. Yeah. Guitar. No, it, it looks, it looks maybe, legit. Uh, maybe most of them are. I, the only one I can really tell is a one-to-one is this one. That's the dead punk, uh, sticker. Right. I like the way that they incorporate the brand. So this is a Lyman guitar. Lyman is a company based, I believe in South Carolina. So this is like 
just basically probably somebody in shop who was like, hey, can I just use these reject bodies? Right, right, right. Some reject parts to build this thing. I like the way they incorporated the company name into the headstock in a way that even resembles the way the cyberpunk guitar looks. Uh, they did the the bomb inlays, which is cool. I like the bomb. I think they're spray painted on there. I could be wrong. Oh, I no, you you might be right. At first, I thought they were decals, but now that I look a little closer, which is cool. Uh, I think it's it's probably spray painted. And I, then we should be spray painting designs. It on might our be like spray painted and then clear coat over. Maybe it does Something look like awesome. A, a big bummer you can see in this picture. Yeah, big old crack. Oh, yeah, big bummer. Maybe, that, maybe that's why they were able to do this. Because, like I said, reject part. Yeah, the, but, you know, like, pull that neck off, flood that with glue, and clamp it down real hard. It's going to be fine. Yeah. That's a nasty-looking crack, but you could it could survive that. I am kind of bummed that that crack is not called out in the description because yeah. it, it does make me question it. They clearly took uh, intentionally took a photo of it. Yeah. Like, they know it's there. Why didn't they mention it? It does say it's playable and that it holds tune. So sure. Uh, most well, of, yeah, it's got six tuners. It's got 12 tuners on it. It better hold tune. Most of the parts in here are probably just, you know, import parts. There are tech pickups. Everything's pretty basic. Right, right. Even Was though there it's a price a, on even this? $700. 700 Nah. You're out at 700 Yeah. I'm going to say no. It's a fun project, but this is a keeper for the person who did it. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, it's, it's too rough. I know it's intentionally supposed to be rough to match the video game look. Right. It's uh it's free shipping though, Ryan. Oh, free shipping. All right. I'll pay yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. It, it's, it's hard. It's hard to pin down a value on something like that. Like, like I, I included a screen grab of, of someone with a YouTube channel who did their own oh, reproduction. Okay. Where they did a strat shaped one, right? I'll, that I'll one's more on of a one to one. That's more of a one to one, and they they I think they they really got the uh, the stickers and everything, and even the pickups. I'd love to know what pickups they use. I should go watch that video, but they did similar things, um, like what? that one. The one that is a one to one, the one in this YouTube video that looks full correct. Mm-hmm. I can see that going for seven hundred and up. I think this this one, uh, craft station one, the I think those pickups are just like standard, um, like a hump, like a HHS, and they just got the uh, those metal rectangular rings. Where do I get those rings? I, I want those know. rings. That's a that's a good question. Maybe I'll have to watch the video. Maybe this uh, craft station person uh, uh, fabricated those. Yeah. Or maybe they just have a parts list for you. They might have a parts list. They might well, maybe have an affiliate don't. link, and maybe. I can click on someone else's affiliate link for once. Maybe they don't. Well, no, what you do is you click on their affiliate link, you write down the product description, then you click on your affiliate link and type that in. <laughs> I'll make my own affiliate link off of their affiliate link, and we'll do double affiliate yeah. links. That's not how this stuff works. No, that's literally, oh, yeah, not the double affiliate link thing, but uh, <laughs> I bought a roasting pan this week. Sorry, I'm derailing back. back. To to Thanksgiving back to Thanksgiving talk. talk. I bought a roasting pan this week. Uh, but in order to figure out which roasting pan I needed, first I had to click on the link in a blog. And then once I figured out like how what the description was, I took that and then I went into one of your videos and clicked the link <laughs> to open Amazon from your so I don't know who actually I'll got check. the money for that. I'll check to see someone bought an e-bike off of my Amazon affiliate link. 
It wasn't me. Yes, but, uh, yesterday I think, or like two days ago. Pelotons are on sale. I don't know if that's that Everyone, might not be through. Go, go buy up a bunch of Pelotons on my affiliate links. Oh yeah, that someone bought like a four hundred fifty dollar e bike, and I got like a twenty dollar commission on nice. it. Like that's how how that stuff breaks. Down. How do you? What else? But what yeah, else? I I think that one to one that this channel made. Yeah, that that's going to command north of seven hundred bucks. This one that's like, oh, we had a we had a Telecaster around, and so we did this project to make it in that vein and there's a massive crack in the heel of, of the neck. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sold on what you're trying to charge. The cyberpunk one is supposed to have a Floyd style, uh, tension string. And this guy does not have, uh, that takes it from an A to an F. Uh, yeah. Complete fail. It's not like you can just buy that part. Nope. I don't know. I'm not seeing it in this little model here. Oh, there it is. It's black, though. It's black in the but model. But also, the one in the in the model has a bent neck. Maybe that's why the Telecaster one has a broken neck. It's because oh, they were yeah. trying to bend yeah. the neck. No, but go to the picture before that. Go to screen grab 13. Ah, good old 13. I know. Th th this is like a... That's the miniature. This is like a Christmas ornament. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, how much, reproduction. Would you, how much would you pay for uh, this one with the broken neck? Well, considering that I've never played this game before, nothing. I'm not going to buy yeah. it. Same. I, I, okay. This is what I really want to say about this is I think, uh, as a small brand, um, Lyman guitars is a relatively small brand. They do uh show at, at NAM every year, I think mm -hmm. for the last several years. Um, I wonder if we'll see this there. I like this as a, as a concept of like yeah. a small shop. That's like, Hey, we've got some like parts that were damaged in, sh you know, in shipping or whatever. So, Anyone want to just build a project? It's a good proof of concept. Like, yeah. it's, it's a good, like, hey, let's see what we can do. Like, we got these parts. Like, let's uh, let's rough it out and, and see if we can uh, nail this look. And for the most part, they did. Like, it's not, it's a Telecaster, not a Strat. But other than that, they did a really good job of capturing yeah. that vibe. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to pay 700 but I don't know. Are there cyberpunk players out there who are excited enough to buy that guitar for 700 bucks? Let us know in the comment section. Ready to do some business, Steve? Let's do a business. Yay, business um, time. Right now. Uh, for it's everything <laughs> right now. Right now in the upper tiers of the Patreon, we're doing a Secret Santa. That's one of the perks of joining us on Patreon. Uh, we had to limit the tiers. But uh, if you want to support the show, whether at the $1 level or the $21 level, or whatever, head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you can support the show like these folks have. Uh, we have uh, new? We do have some new. Elliot Orme, uh, Andrew Fiorella, and Ben O'Neill at the $1 level. At the five, Thank you. At the $5 level, the noble kind. Don't know who that is, but the noble kind. Thank you for your support. And at the $10 level. level, Shane Cole and Derek Arnold. So more than one? More than one. Incredible, guys. So Thank you. Everyone who supports the show, uh, the the money you guys send in through the Patreon, they make the Patreon videos like that West Creek guitar video. Yeah. Uh, they pay for uh, expenses on trips. Like, we're, you know, we'll be going to NAM in a couple months. Yep. Uh, they pay for uh, things that, we need to buy like lights and 
fun little merch things here there's and there, services like stickers. That, there's services that we have to pay for to, to host the podcast yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And Oh, no, we're not anymore. Well, there's services that we have to pay for there's to do. other things, like Google Drive. We yeah, have to yeah. Pay for Google Drive. I pay for TubeBuddy. It helps me manage video things and, and stuff like that. There's there's a lot of little things that, you know how it is. You pay $10 a month for a dozen different things, and it all adds up. Like, there's there's a bunch of stuff that has gotten us over the years that we yeah. have to pay for. Uh, but I did balance our books. Last week, I had, I had said that we were in the red. We're back in the black. Woo! Uh, ACDC style. You hit the sack? <laughs> Um, you know, I always get that song mixed up with men in black, but I looking at the books, we do have to be careful until after Nam. Cause it's like, if, if everything stays on track in a predictable way, we will have enough money for Nam. But if we spend extra and go over and I buy extra stuff, then, uh, we will be in the red again. So but it's, it's not a huge deal. Because we'll make all that money back because we're not going to spend money on anything again for months after NAM. But coming up to NAM, it, it, we'll try, we're going to try to penny pinch a little so bit through Christmas. So what I'm hearing is I should not be uh, sending you a reimbursement for the silver clon that I just bought. <laughs> Actually, after all the five thousand dollars, the Adventurers sent. Club stuff, we probably will be a little bit in the red. That's fine. Come it'll be fine. fine. It'll be a little. We're gonna survive. Uh, thank uh, you for everyone who's who's joined yeah. on. Thank for thank you for everyone who will join on to to, to support the content creation we do over yeah. here. Uh, if if everyone just stopped supporting us, we would find a way to do it. It would be different. Yeah. But uh, we would find a way to do what we do. The way know? that we would do it is we would probably push a lot harder for folks to jump on, just like Chase Bliss has. Yeah, we get more sponsors. Pedal, the preamp Mark II Automaton. They are one of the sponsors of this show. Look at this and thing, Steve. Look at this. It's, what other pedal company makes stuff like this? Um, don't don't say. There's no other pedal company. There are no other pedals. And this is a collaboration with Benson, who makes great uh, amps and drive pedals and whatnot. What are you doing? I'm going to see if I can get this thing moving here. I like to move it, move it. I moved. I saw it move. Look at that. I like to move The sliders move move all on their own to your presets. It's an overdrive. It's a preamp. It's a crazy gated fuzz. It's an EQ. It can be a wah if you want it to be a wah. Connect an expression pedal, and it can be a wah. This is one of the most ridiculous pedals out there. And our sponsor, Chaseless Audio makes it so go check them out this holiday season get yourself something nice get something for your wife that she didn't want and you're going to use it or get something for your husband that he didn't want and you're going to use it spouses buy stuff for your spouses that's really for you that's that feels a little misogynistic ryan or or misandrist it's it's none of those things but it is a bad way to live your life which is why it's a joke. It's a joke, Steve, for funnies. Ha 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 ha. No one's no one's actually going to do that, right? It's not actually. You're going to spend your money responsibly, and you're gonna you're gonna communicate clearly with your spouse about your major purchases. Yeah, I don't. When my wife and I were dating, I've told this story several times. But when my wife and I were dating, she showed some interest in learning guitar, so I bought a big baby Taylor. Um from for I, I bought it and i was like here you go i bought you this guitar happy birthday or whatever i don't i don't remember why like if there was a, a sure, sure uh but in the back of my mind 
I was like, I think we'll probably maybe like we were on that marriage path already. Right. Like moving that way in our dating career. Uh, you know, we were not seeking free agency. We were looking to sign that long-term deal. <laughs> and, uh, and so in the back of my mind was like, well, if this doesn't work out, uh, if the, her guitar learning doesn't work out, like I'll probably get this guitar back someday. There you go. <laughs> ah, <laughs> now you have a big baby Taylor. Now I do. It hangs on the wall. I did it's a great. similar thing, but I got the the baby Taylor, the little baby, the Taylor. little baby Taylor. And Lauren didn't learn that either. Yeah. So. All right. This uh, this I just ad saw that thing was, this ad was sent by Philip over at Forty Watt Podcast. Yep. I think I'm due to do a live show with him soon. Oh. Uh, this is a 1968 Vox Phantom bass neck Dracula body. What? It's a bass neck? And a dra- okay, whatever. 1968 Vox Phantom bass neck and tuners paired with an... Oh, it's an aftermarket body. Yep. Dracula graphics were then added to that. Plays well and would be a not- nice bass for any horror fan. Comes in an original hard case reshaped to fit this. It's $450 plus shipping. I and saw... The f- neck looks good. The neck looks good. I saw 450 bucks and I was like, whoa, pump the brakes. What do we got here? And then I finally caught up to the fact that it's not the original body. I was like, oh, someone, someone put a bunch of stuff on a phantom body and, and I could, I could scrape all this stuff off and I could, you know, flip this how can for you, a mint. How, I mean, how do they know it's not a, I can tell just by looking, it doesn't have the, the, the cut aways like the, oh, okay. the, uh, the armrest cuts and stuff like that. Like mm. it, it is an aftermarket body. Gotcha. So, but you are getting a vintage neck. I mean, Vox phantoms are so cool. Yeah. Is I mean, you're probably this, getting a vintage body. It's just not the vintage body you want. Is the neck cool enough? To buy this for four fifty, like is is the neck four fifty cool? Because the body is is I'm assuming just someone cut it out in their garage. Like they did a good job. Like it looks is it's the correct shape. It's not a hundred percent, but it's close enough. Uh, the the collage thing going on with House of Dracula is cool enough. I mean the Vox Phantom is already almost like a coffin shape anyway, so it works. The uh, the bridge is I'm assuming not original at all. Uh, that pickup does look like a Vox pickup, so it could be an original pickup or some sort of reissue. Vox Phantom bases in their stock condition mm-hmm. go for two grand up and under, like sometimes a lot more, sometimes not much more than that. So, is the neck by itself is that coolness worth four fifty? This is currently on reverb right now, Steve. Talk me into buying it. <laughs> you should buy it. Ryan, the reason you should buy it is because I think this capacitor that they show here is a paper and oil capacitor. Oh, yeah. They've got a vintage capacitor. And I heard on Chasing Tone recently that paper and oil capacitors are very cool. They're so cool. Do they make your guitar sound better? Probably not, but they are very cool. Wasn't well, there someone like paper, uh, paper and oil capacitors were like a huge trend like five, six years ago. Yeah. There are all these people making them and selling them. And then someone got busted because someone unraveled one and it was, just, yeah, it was, it was there, a regular off the shelf capacitor wrapped in there, paper. There was a company who um, during COVID could not get their regular supply of paper and oil caps. So instead of just discontinuing the product and saying, Hey, sorry, we're out. They, they like wrapped an orange drop. Yeah. In, they were like, re-wrapping. paper and tape. 
you know, ceramic or whatever <laughs> capacitors. That's guess, what you, that's kind of what you get though for believing in snake oil products to begin with. Is like the people. If you think paper and oil capacitors make you have better tone, you're dumb. That's what Ryan just said. They're cool. You it's deserve. Cool. It's cool to, to have that, that vintage tech, but when, when the person making it is like, ah, they're not going to be able to tell the difference. That should kind of tell you something. Yeah. Like it's, it's no, probably right. not worth dropping big money on this vintage style tech. If the person manufacturing it is like, ah, eh, no one's going to be able to tell. <laughs> it is cool though. It's a cool vibe. This How thing, much did you say a Vox Phantom base normally goes like for? Like two grand and up. Really? Yeah. Wow. In, in, in good condition. Vox Phantom bass. Is that a Vox Phantom four? These are tier of, oh, there's a teardrop. Yes. Yeah, 1700. Yeah. This pickup, like this pickup looks like a phantom. Pick- it might be, it might be aftermarket pickup. though. It's like it, in some ways it looks, the poles look really clean on it. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to yeah. assume that I know. Um, there it is. 450. Very good. It's still on reverb. I think if I played bass, mm. this would be pretty tempting to me. There is somebody in Sweden that is trying to sell a 1970 Vox Phantom bass neck that's been refinished. Wow. For $1,000. Somebody's trying to sell a Vox Skybolt Sidewinder bass tuner for $75. This is 450 for the neck and the neck looks it might need a refret. It's got the flat fret thing going on, but that's just like vintage style frets anyway. I was going to say it might just be that pro- style. And for bass like like who cares? Like it's probably super cool and vibey. Oh, these tuners are different than I think that's a different style tuner than the $75 one. Yeah, Ryan, you should you should totally buy this. <sighs> I don't need it. I don't need it, but I want it, but I don't I'll never use it is the thing. I'll never use it for anything. You don't know that. I do know that. I'm never going to play bass in a project. What about And every- I have I have I I have Technically two bases, but one is a basics. What about when you do the like doom fuzz thing and you need a base? And you're like, I'll use the, then I'll use the basics or I'll use the Dano or I'll use one of my baritones. But you could be using, I know if I was going to, if I was going to be a bassist in a band, I would, I would be looking at this pretty hard right now. I think someone else should check it out. If it sucks, I'm sorry. If you buy it and it sucks, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to push you into a purchase that's not cool let, or good. Let us but know. if you do buy it, let us know. If if someone in this audience buys this, I want to know about it. Let us know in the comments Yeah, if it sucks or not. Ryan, mm-hmm. I got to write a, I gotta write a number down. Okay. That way I know when we started. What's new, Ryan? Let me tell you what's new. I'm going to tell you what's you new. You tell me what's new, then I got a what's new. Friend of the show. All right. Friend of me. I like how this is going. Enemy of you. Oh, yeah. Andy over at the Guitar guitar Geek hit 100,000 subs. Congratulations, Andy. You are... Ooh. Where is it? There it is. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. I feel so happy for him. Andy has been a, a, a longtime friend of the show. Uh, he's been with us watching basically from the beginning i got to meet him when we had we when we had just hit twenty thousand subs mm. was that toman or that at, was the first time Hennings. first time i went to toman and it's been he he's always been like 
two years behind us because he started like two mm-hmm. years after us and he's followed the same trajectory and he's had like Andy and I were friends. We've had a lot of talks about like the struggles of being in this business and making it your full-time income. Right. And it's just so great to see him make it, you know, and he's been having some incredible growth lately. He's pretty much where we were two years ago when, when, yeah. when we hit a hundred thousand subs. Uh, so I'm just so happy for that guy. If you haven't subscribed to Andy over there at the guitar geek channel, go subscribe right now. Uh, uh, write down a note to put a link to his channel. Um, he's, he's blown up over there. He's, he's getting a ton of views. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, a ton of subscribers, and good for him. Uh, I hope that uh, this puts a lot of wind in his sails and keeps him going for a long time. So it's it's significant. Like, yeah, it's, no, it's super cool. I was talking to him about it. It's like it's really fun to hit that 100k subscriber mark. Yeah, because in this scene, in the guitar YouTuber scene, it's very, very, very rare to get to the next uh, milestone, which is a million subs. Like, Rhett Scholl is probably going to hit it. A few others have hit it. Most of us, it'll it'll be it'll be 20, 30 years if this channel is still around. Yeah. Till we hit a million subs. So it's almost a little bit deflating when you hit 100K. It's like, yeah, I did it. <sighs> you just need to start. That's the only milestone I'm ever going to hit. And, like, reality starts to, to, <laughs> to flood in, you know. We just need to come up with some, like, really creative co- ways to collab with, like, you know... Rosanna <laughs> Rosanna Poncino, like go up there to Rosanna Poncino's house mm-hmm. and like she can bake. Does she I don't think she does I don't know if she still does the baking thing, but she can bake while you like she'll bake a cake and you can build a guitar. She'll make a cake guitar. I just you know You can both talk shit about Mr. Beast. <laughs> I don't know who this person is, but sure. She's a YouTuber. Whatever whatever that is, sure, I'm down for it. <laughs> Like I'd, I'd love to go hang out with, uh, you know, Sam, the cooking guy or something like that, you know, but he's local. I know I've met him. Well, did you pitch having him on your show? Uh, I, I, I hinted that could be a thing and he wasn't having it. So <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> he did comment on a video. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. He checked in. He's like, ah, oh, this isn't my thing, but nice meeting you, Ryan. Yeah. But yeah. like the work that it takes for channels like Andy's and like ours and yeah. so many yeah. other like demo guitar YouTube channels mm-hmm. is incredible. It's a grind. Yeah. It like, it is like starting a business. You know how, when people say like, Oh, if you start a business, don't expect to make a profit for the first five years. It's just, it's gonna well, be, that's what they used to say. They don't say that anymore. Now what they say, don't is, expect to ever make a profit. What, now what they say <laughs> is, um, no. And this is legitimately a thing uh-huh. that I, and, and I, it's a weird thing is they say like, don't think about how to make a hundred thousand dollars in sales. Think about making a million dollars in sales. So the current like zeitgeist of entrepreneur entrepreneurial advice is basically would be applied to us as like, don't think about what, how, how will you build your channel to get a hundred thousand subs? Think about how will you build your channel to get a million subs, not by doing demos, that's for sure. Yeah, no one, yeah. the, a million, the million people aren't going to subscribe are there to a demo any, channel. Are there any demo channels with a million? No, they're subs? all like they're all like general music entertainment concept, like theory and like inspiration. Is channels. Ola over a million? I probably, feel like he's close, probably, but he's he's got a whole metal scene yeah, thing going yeah. on. Like he can't just be a demo channel. You just need to grow your hair million. out. 
That's it. And, and get into metal. Get into metal. I don't want to play that fast. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like amp distortion. Metal that much. is just surf with distortion, right? No, but I don't like that. I don't like pinch harmonicing that much. Then I mean, you maybe, stick to may, the chuggity chuggas. Maybe Andy wants to do that. Maybe Andy wants to become a, a me, like a metal-headed general entertainment channel, but I don't want to. I, I'm happy to. I'm happy to continue the grind. I, I don't. I can't speak for Andy, but I'm happy to see that he, he he's made it. He's yeah. gonna get the plaque. Good for him. Uh, what else is new? Uh, I do have something new. Okay, what Vult- is it? Vulture Shock. All right, is no more. What? It's over. The band broke up. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a post punk band anymore. Your band uh, was canceled. Yeah, well, we did not cancel. Canceled like drama that you I canceled yourself. Drama that I wasn't really privy to happened very quickly, and I guess it's over. So there's that. We we had you, a you can't just sh- like replace the one member who whoever that was that was being a dick. We had no one was being a, a dick. We had a show on the books finally. For like the end of December, and I think maybe maybe the reality of that like had people thinking through like, oh wait, what am I doing here? Why are we spending this much on a practice space? Uh, what like should we be playing a lot more? Like there were all all these ideas floating around that I think uh, contributed to some heads budding. I mean, the and, paying for the practice space, I can see how like right. coming into the holiday season that's tough, but. This close to the first show, I know. Even if it's even a get, one and done, we had so we had like a dozen songs, and Man. like eight of them were like ready to get. Look, if they're if they're written down, just let me know what instrument you need me to play. <laughs> I'll sub in for one show. So I've been working with this band for like probably nine months now, and yes, yeah, it's, it's that's a bummer. It's, but like, I kind of went into it wanting something casual and kind of light and kind of like, Oh, let's just have some fun. Like it will be practicing. It was, it was within town for me. I think that was part of the problem was the singer was coming from Oceanside, which is an hour, 40 minutes away or whatever. The drummer was coming from Chula Vista. So they were like feeling the pinch as far as like commutes go and stuff like that. So at least 40, 38 episodes ago was when you were trying to find a band. Oh my gosh. Uh, It's been almost a year. It's been almost a year because it was winter time when I went to the first practice. It was like February or March or something like that. But yeah, I, I had to go to the practice space yesterday and pick up all my gear and, and haul it all home. Uh, so there it is. That's the end of that story. I had a great time. Had a lot of fun playing, working on some songs, writing some songs, getting real loud. Uh, I actually already hit up another Craigslist ad. I'm going to go check out. <laughs> To see if I another gel with band. another band this Saturday, so we'll see how oh. that goes. Uh, but it, that band is uh, is is very much just barely starting out, so we'll see. Like I connect to the vibe at all. They want to do like a new wavy sort of thing. So when that band takes, like that band's going to take off. Like you're going to have your first practice. You're going to have this no, no, whole listen. conversation in a year. You're going to you're going to do your, you're going to do your thing. You're going to have a successful first hangout practice, whatever, and then in like two weeks. Vulture Shock's going to try to like reform and you're going to be like, guys, I already moved on. Like I'm out. You know, if, if, if come, no, it's too late. Come December. They're they're like, guys, let's do this one gig. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's, let's show up. We'll have like two practices in a garage or something like that. Like there's rental spaces that we can use. Where is the show at? 
I forget. Yeah, it was not it was worth local. It. it was local. I some, forget where some it was. shithole like the House of Blues or something probably. Remac. <laughs> Porter's Pub, Che Cafe. Oh my gosh, Che Cafe would have been fun. Soma. Does Che Cafe, does Che just do they still do shows? I don't know. Or do I? Epicenter. Epicenter doesn't gonna exist play the Epicenter. anymore. Gonna, oh man. Gonna play the Mirror Mesa Rec. I just want to play music with people no, and know, have fun. I and know. I got I got to do that for nearly a year and write some songs. And you know that the, the singer was recording all of it, and it's all on YouTube. If I want yeah. to go back and watch it, yeah. I was never really happy with my playing in any of the recordings. I watched them. I wouldn't be happy with your playing either. <laughs> but it's 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 all recorded. Why is, so it's why is Steve dunking on Ryan so much? He sucks at guitar. Never even seen him play. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, no, like I always felt like I was working on the parts. I never like played yeah. played what I would what I would land on and be like, this is done. Yeah. And but in the past, like, because I hit a point like two or three months ago, I was like, where is this going? When are we gonna When are we gonna actually do something mm-hmm, with this? Mm-hmm. And then so I I pulled up my big boy pants and I was like, you need to start taking notes on your playing. You need to start taking notes on the parts. Oh, for yourself. For myself. And then I was pushing the band. I was like, okay, let's let's take this big wash of songs we have. We have like 13 songs on a dry erase board. That's a lot of songs. Let's, let's vote. Yeah, because we were writing a new song like every month or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this the singer was very pro- prolific with the, with his writing, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, I like like a month ago. I was like, we gotta we gotta like vote, and only. The fours and threes are going to make it. So there's four members in the band, and mm-hmm. everyone voted for songs that they liked, and and we ended up with this list of like eight songs that would have been good to to to, yeah. to gig yeah. with. And you know, I th- I think things getting more that's serious. A, that's like a solid twenty five, right. thirty minute no, plus plus a little. It would have been it would have been totally great. Plus like plus tuning time, you got a thirty five minute set. Great dive bar set. Totally yeah. great, totally fine yeah. bar set. So it's, it's a bummer when things fall apart, but it's also like when I was seeing the texts and seeing the way people were talking about it, I was like, that's over. I'm, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try to convince anyone otherwise, you know, right. this is over. Um, you know, Ryan, if you've got a gig coming up and you need a fresh set of strings, that's going to sound great and last you a while. Maybe you should try string joy. You, you know what about that? They're a sponsor of this show. I just did that demo, the JHS, uh, not a clone, not a clone. And I cheated a little bit. I was like, I want to use my strap. Uh-oh. But its strings were old and rusty. They were actually pre-String Joy sponsorship. Oh. And so I cheated. I made the video sound better by swapping out the strings. For and, String Joy? And putting that very style set, a 10 and a half to 50 set from String Joy coded. How was that cheating? On the strap. Explain to it's me how cheating that's... because it made the guitar sound better. Oh so yeah! I have no. to come clean. I have to be honest with you guys. I cheated. I did. Know? I did watch that demo, and I did think, "Wow, this this Ryan's guitar sounds better than it usually does." He must be using String Joy strings. That's exactly song. what I did, Steve. You you found me out. Wow, you you've exposed my web of lies. If you want your guitar to sound just like Ryan's guitar sounded in the JHS Not a Clone video. Uh, Check out our link below that will take you to the StringJoy website and use code HUM at checkout. Ryan, there was big news. Tell me the big news, In the Steve. guitar world oh my gosh. this week. Yeah. I can't Last wait to week, spend as much time as possible talking about this very serious six thing. Six days ago, 
as of this recording. Yeah, we record on a Wednesday. Ten days ago, by the time this episode hits y'all's ear holes. Slash left Marshall. Oh, my gosh. And then two days ago, which is six days from the time this episode dropped. Just kidding. He didn't leave Marshall. Turns out you can work with two companies at once and nobody, and it's not a big deal as long as like you clear it with your boss ahead of time. So when, when this news dropped that, and like all these articles were floating around and everyone yeah. was reposting yeah. slash is leaving Marshall, blah, blah, blah. And all these people commenting on this, my takeaway on that. My hot take is who fucking cares? <laughs> Damn. Like the the fact that this is news at all, even if he did completely lo- like leave Marshall and yeah. said, hi everyone, I'm Slash. I've decided to never play Marshall amplifiers ever again. I would not care at all. It does not matter one tiny little bit. And I, I enjoy Guns N' Roses just as much as anyone else. I'm not like a super fan or anything like that. I enjoy Then you don't enjoy, enjoy them as much as everyone else because everyone else is a super fan. <laughs> I'm the only non-Guns N' Roses super fan on the planet. But like where like I think it's dumb to care this much about one person using one amplifier brand. Yeah. When we live in a time where there are hundreds of different ways to get that sound, he could be playing a dozen different amplifier brands at the same time on stage every time he plays, and it would not matter for his tone. He would still be able to dial it in. There are so many companies out there making amps that make the sounds that he likes to make. It does not matter at all nothing is lost nothing is gained it's cool that he's making an amp with magnetone that's cool yeah like but all this hand ringing oh no end of an era no it's not the the way this article no it's not get over it the way this article makes it sound is like when you go to a slash show now instead of there being like four marshals behind them there's going to be three marshals and a magnetone like maybe that's the case Maybe not. Amp doesn't exist yet. I, I've I, never thought. I guess he used a 50 watt magnetone in studio and he was like, I need a, I need to figure out how to get them to make a hundred watt version so I can play it live. But it's, it, it's a weird thing. Um, I personally don't feel like there's anything that special about his tone. He sounds like he's running into a stack of marshals. There's a lot of ways to get the sound of a stack of marshals. I've days. run into a stack of marshals and I Me sounded too. exactly like slash and I yeah. was playing bass. I, I, the, the couple times that I've run into like a full stack, like a huge wall of marshals, exactly like slash. It is definitely the amps that make you sound exactly like slash. It's the whole thing is we've hit this moment and I don't, it's not new, but it's, I feel like it's kind of new. It's a little bit new. Uh, Or maybe it's just different than the way it used to be where I feel like, for the last year or so, and maybe this is a a post COVID thing where people just are a little bit more emotional about everything um, is, uh, is that when something happens, it's like instantly viral, right? Nobody wait. Like we could talk, we didn't talk about this two weeks ago. I don't, but I feel like from the general virality of things, 
the edge has left Vox for Universal Audio. I didn't see like anyone really caring about that. Like oh, I saw the article. I saw the article floating around. I saw so many people just. I mean, how many times did I read the comment? Well, of course he has UA pedals because he owns every pedal. He's he's British Josh Irish Scott. Josh Scott, I don't know. He's Irish Scott, Josh Scott. <laughs> <He's Irish. laughs> but I mean, it was just this whole thing. You just of, pissed off two completely different groups of people. Whatever. Yeah, people named people named Josh and people named Scott. Well, you, Irish, people, Josh, and is he, Scott. Is he Irish? He's Irish, he's right? Got a, he's Irish or English or British. I don't. Was, see, now I'm pissing. Now people you're off. pissing people off. The point is, he's like, European. The point is, is I think it was like an interesting thing. I didn't need to see every guitar player I know's opinion on it. But then again, I've been making a guitar a guitar podcast for ten years, so you know people are free to offer their opinions. It's just. It's this weird thing. And then eventually it came out like, oh yeah, he actually is using them. And it created like a second wave of that. And it's the same thing with the slash thing. There was this for, oh my God, slash is coming out with a, an, an amp with magnetone. He must not be using Marshall anymore. Four days later. Oh wow. Slash can may have two signature amps at once. That's amazing. You know who else has two signature products at the same time from different companies? Andy Timmons. Where was the article when the Andy Timmons delay came out with Keeley? Andy Timmons leaves JHS for Keeley. Like, no, people were like, well, he's got a drive pedal with JHS. He's got right. uh, a I just delay. Like, Is it a delay? The halo? I think it's I look delay. at the way that people have reacted to the slash thing and the, and you, I, I didn't see it, but apparently you saw the, the edge thing. Uh, edge, yes. It's, it's a gross symptom of this like classic rock hero worship nonsense that has been dragging down guitar culture for decades now. Like we can't advance, we can't progress because everything is like, well, does he have a stack of marshals or not? Like, like who cares? Who cares? Let's talk about other stuff. Let's care about other stuff. Like I, it's infinitely more interesting to me if, if slash changed amps all the time. Like I'd be way more interested in hearing what Slash sounds like through a twin reverb, you know? mm. with a Stratocaster. I don't, I don't like this. Boring. It's boring Ryan, to use the same amps for your entire life. Ryan, did you know that Slash's Les Paul on "Appetite for Destruction" wasn't even a Gibson? Yeah, everyone knows that. But Ryan, did you know that? I know that. I read it in an article. Yeah, I know. and then I repos- we've all read it I, in articles. Then over, I reposted over it. Over right. It's. Uh, uh, is so everyone else could Sla- know. Slash exists. He he hasn't existed as a guitarist in decades. He exists as a right. walking piece of trivia, right? That to sell products like that's it. He was in Guns N' Roses and he used his. I mean, I don't want to say he used his fame from Guns N' Roses. It's not like it's undeserved. Like right, no. He was an inspirational guitar player. He continues he to be an inspirational like, guitar yeah. player. Whether you prefer Guns N' Roses or. I have nothing. I have nothing against Slash. The thing I have against is people who cared at all about I, I, his amps. Okay, I never thought about this. Right, I've never thought about it in this context. But I've thought about this. In, Imagine in if other Slash context. went went full satellite, just oh, stacks of satellite amps wrapped in colorful uh, Tolex. Is that um, typically we think? I think because of the space that we exist in. 
uh, when I first started hearing the term parasocial relationship, it was always in the context of like podcast or, or influencer culture. All right. Uh, and the, I sound serious, right? It, no, I mean, it's, it's a conversation. So the idea about parasocial relationship is where you feel like you're connected to somebody that maybe you are slightly connected to because right. you, they, you, they left a comment, you left a comment on their video and they responded. Maybe you've messaged them a few times, whatever. Um, but it's, but it's also turns into like, sometimes it can be like that you identify with a character in a TV show and then that character gets canceled and you're really bummed out about it. And I hadn't thought about it in this context before, but I think there are a lot of people who, whether or not they've also thought about it, have formed parasocial relationships with like musicians. Sure. And in turn, it's like part of that relationship is I associate in this case, Slash, with a formative period in my life where Slash was playing Les Pauls and Marshalls. And so in your head, whether or not you want to frame it this way, it's like Slash and I and a Marsh and a wall of Marshall stacks are friends. Right. <laughs> and now that Slash is, if Slash no longer is using Marshall Stacks, our friendship I, is in trouble. I don't know if I can be friends with Slash and Magnetone Stacks. Right. Like, and it feels it, it feels like a like a weird personal transition for people who have yeah, never met it, him and have it, never owned his amps. Right. You know? And I and I think that's like a big thing. Is it is it newsworthy? I would say that if Slash were to leave Marshall, it would be newsworthy but i think there is a lot of overreaction in part of that sure it's newsworthy news. but caring about it exactly is to, over to the like, top to like the level that i felt in some of the comments i was reading it it was like his tone will never be the same it's like this man like yeah because the secret recipe inside a marshall amplifier no one's cracked sla- that code slash yet. if slash puts out a new album or records with a band to put out a new album whether he plays a Marshall or a Magnetone or he plugs directly into the console uh, via Boss DS1, right? that record is going to go instantly platinum and he will make a million dollars and he will still not know that you and I or anyone watching this video, well, maybe some people watching this video. I don't know who watches this video. Yeah, maybe Slash watches. Hi, maybe Slash. Hi, Slash. Uh, but, but more, you know, more, more than likely, he's not going to know anybody who's, who's sharing the music radar article on slash is breaking up with Marshall. Like he's not going to know any of those people. Right. And, and so it's this big thing. It, and I do wonder if that is the framework that maybe makes people caring about this feel a little more relatable for me is thinking about these reactions as somebody's parasocial relationship is, is crumbling in their hands. And it was an important relationship. Right. To them. It's like watching someone freak out because the new star Wars movie doesn't fan service them exactly. Well, they it, want it to. It's do. like what watching someone freak out because Tasha Yar was killed. Hey, I mean, that another was another Tasha Yar reference. That was, right. I mean, that was really unfair the way that they killed her off. That's why they brought her back because the fans were so pissed that they killed they her off. They never quite brought her well, back. They tried and it was like, well, oh, what are you guys She was doing? in yesterday's Enterprise. I know, I know. Episode. But she also came back as like a Romulan yeah, say daughter love. clone or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just a daughter, not a 
clone. Well, in a way, aren't all daughters clones? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying what anymore. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Steve is only bringing up Tasha Yar because he saw that a lot of people commented on me bringing up Tasha Yar in this. When did you bring up Tasha Yar? In the JHS goop. I didn't watch. Didn't I haven't watch looked that? at the. I only you, watched like half of it. You're telling me this is just serendipity. This is complete serendipity. Wow. That's what wild. did you say about. To, oh, because of I the was goop. gooping. You, I did actually watch that part, but I forgot about it. So okay. maybe it was just. Burned into the back of my subconscious. I was trying to think of a of a, of a listen, listen of an example I of a will, character, a I, beloved character who was killed off. I will talk about That's Tasha Yar as much as you want. Just like when Voyager killed off Kess. Only they didn't. Thank they just goodness. replaced her. Yeah, thank goodness they got rid of Kess. Damn. All right. Uh, I don't want to talk about Kess. I'll talk about Tasha Yar though. Ryan, this last dad. You know, since they're doing all these retconnings and like doing different versions of like uh original series and stuff like that. You think they'll ever reboot Next Generation and Tasha Yar will survive? Not a bad idea. Have you have you ever pitched that? I are you one of the people who have pitched the idea that they should just reboot a series? I don't know. Like I I read a thing the other day that was saying that like everything else gets rebooted. Why not? Everybody wants Star Wars to like get bigger and bigger. Well, not everybody, but a lot of like the people who make Star Wars with all the multiverse stuff going on. They, maybe they should reboot Sliders. They could even have Jerry O'Connell in it. Yeah, he's still he's still out or there. His acting. brother is is his brother still around? I don't know. Uh, I don't know about his brother. His brother was in stuff. His brother is his twin. Oh, okay. His twin brother. I don't remember. Well, his Jerry name. O'Connell's in Lower Decks. So no, I know connection made there yeah um should we talk about thanksgiving food again no hold on hold on <laughs> i want to i want to just ask this question i saw this i don't remember who the director was but they were talking about how instead of star wars like trying to get continuously bigger let's fill in this gap here let's put us right let's right, make right. a new tv show that fits in between episode eight and nine because like it's all and it's all kind of fan servicey in a way right right when uh, are we gonna get a new ewoks new characters movie, you know? The suggestion that this director was making is like, let's just reboot it. You know, let's Let's just start over. Let's just make episode four again. Right. But like, let's find some things that we want to change, but this will be Luke and Obi-Wan and Han and Leia doing all the episode four stuff. But now it's, it's kind of like the multiverse thing. Like you're just going to start over. It's like they've done with like a lot of other movies. They just, it's just like uh, that American classic movie, uh, Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah. You know, they made that was it. a huge success when they redid that. Yeah. Were they were those the same characters? I don't remember. No. Anyway, I, I, I don't know. I I I think we just I think we've run out of Star Wars. I don't need, we don't need any more Star Wars. Well, Ryan, you're in luck because uh, af- at the end of, I think the current phase, they are going to reboot Marvel and just go all the way back to the beginning. And Robert Downey Jr. will start as old Tony Stark in the new, new Iron Man. I'm so exhausted by Marvel. I don't want, I don't want there to be any more Marvel. I don't, can we just have, can we have like a decade of new stuff? You like, would, just a, like we, we, we've lost com- complete track of time. Cause it's like, yeah. Everything has just been the old stuff for decades now. Can we have a, a remember when there was new stuff? Can we have right. new stuff? The, can we stop caring about slashes, amps, and we can we, can we stop caring about Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and stuff? Can we please keep making new Star Trek because I like the new Star Trek? But everything else, can we can we have new stuff? Can we, we have like, like new, new culture, please? Can new, we have a new culture, please? The new Star Trek is really smart. 
And I it think is. that's why it works. It is. And I think there's ways to make things. And also, like, you don't have to watch Discovery and Strange New World also, like, to understand Lower Decks. Star Trek. You do kind, need to watch TNG, DS9, and, and Voyages. Star Trek always kind of operates with this little wink to the audience. Like, right. This could get canceled any moment. So let's <laughs> let's just have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do I do think, you know. One of the things that the two, 2023 summer blockbuster season was supposed to have taught us is that block like well-made blockbuster movies can still exist, like non-cinematic sure. universe films. But then the running joke became how like... Um, I don't even care if know, it's movies. I just want new culture. Right. How the Barbie movie was like this big thing and it, and it broke all these... Basically, it, it was Marvel without being Marvel, right? That's the whole thing. And then the running joke became like... So now like the movie the-, the movie industry isn't going to learn like we just need to go back to writing good stories and it doesn't really matter if the characters connect with something right. but you know Barbie is clearly a throwback to a lot of people's childhoods uh instead the running joke was like so what's next is going to be like the Bratz movie and the Raggedy Ann movie right. And Polly Pocket, Polly Pocket movie, and I mean they already did the Lego movie. That was before Barbie. Lego movie was pretty, pretty great. Lego movie was pretty good. All right, Ryan, can we do this last ad? Yeah, let's I, do I tried it. to do this last ad, and then you started ranting Sorry. about something. I don't even remember what it was because it was kind of dumb. Probably this is a semi-acoustic. Get into the comments. Let us know how we did. Yeah, I hope you get. I hope that you were able to finesse a bunch more money out of Marshall when they got scared and thought that you were leaving. Sla- slash, we know you're good at guitar, and you can probably promote the product, your new magnetone pretty good. I'm just saying like you should talk to Ryan about demoing one. Send me a demo unit. I'll suck on it. He'll he'll play some surf music on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh this ad was a sent by Liam Barbaza. This is a semi acoustic SL custom semi hollow body epiphone Les Paul SL project guitar carved teardrop guitar pick on the back face. Uh single coil and humbucker pickup. Started the project wanting to reshape the body. The vision was white pit guard, new white and gold hardware, two white and gold rail humbuckers to replace the original single coil pickups. Just don't have the time or money to buy the hardware. That hardware is not included in the sale. I love that he tells us what his vision was and that he didn't achieve it. I don't have uh, that. Otherwise, the car would be built and not for sale. Just to clarify, I'm looking for a price. I'm looking for a price. $150. It, no, it's no, no one should pay $150 for this. Although like I, I wish that he would say in the description what he was trying to achieve with this. Like he said, he, what, what he wanted to do with the pickups, but what was he trying to achieve with the body? It looks like a train whistle. It totally looks like a train whistle. Like you, you blow into the hole that's in between the pickups and it makes a toot toot sound at the back. Yeah. He's taken a, 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 a new slab of wood mm-hmm. and he sandwiched it onto the back in, in like this teardrop kind of like pick shape. There are sound holes in the back around the edges of this pick new shape. piece of wood. Yeah. And then there's also a sound hole in the front of the guitar coming out like almost like a like a coin slot. Yeah. I'm assuming the thinking was it will, it would like project up towards the player, but it, it looks like fairly slick woodworking going on here. 
I just want to know why. I want to know what he was thinking. I want to know what his plan was. It seems like he was trying to turn it into an acoustic guitar. Somehow. Ryan, his plan was white pick guard. Right. New white and gold hardware, right, right. two white and gold braille humbuckers. To but he never bought those parts, and they're not included with the purchase. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because everyone looking at this is like, it doesn't look finished. I wonder if he's going to include the parts that he planned to put on there, but he didn't buy. No, he, everyone wants to know about this crazy woodworking this that he is, did and why he did it, this but is he's not going to he, tell. This is why he's telling you this. Because he's probably in some local Facebook groups, like guitar Facebook groups. Oh, this is in Ottawa, Ontario, uh, Canada. Um, but the reason he's telling you this is because uh, he wants you to finish the project and then post the pictures on local f- Facebook guitar groups. And you can be like, oh, man, that was it. He did it. Now, what you should no. Okay, so one thing I'll say. If this is 150 Canadian dollars, this is only like 110 bucks. Right. Still probably not worth it, but maybe after a little more shipping, reasonable. Steve, this thing's gonna be. I'm saying if you were local. Bucks. I'm saying if you were yeah. local. Um that being said, um I don't know, man. This is a super It's weird. But it's also like the woodworking is really clean. I want to know. I want him to say what he was trying to do. All right, this is what needs to happen to this guitar. Okay. Tell me, Steve. Super Rich Steve. Here we go. Turns his massive American USD fortune uh, into a little bit of Canadian scratch. He right, heads right. north of the border. He, you sell you sell a, a couple dozen bored apes. Yeah. 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 A couple dozen. Yeah, got all What's these. What's a board ape? Those NFTs that are know. worthless now. They're not worthless. They're just um, worth a lot less. So they are worth less. He heads north of the border. He picks up Landon Bailey on his way because he might oh, yeah. need a translator. Because sometimes back, back a super rich motorcycle. Canadian English to American English is a little confusing. Mm-hmm. So you need a translator. And I know uh, Landon is pretty good at American English. Do you know what? And Spanish. He has a Spanish channel now. Interesting. But anyway, do, do you know what what key Canadian guitarists like to play in? A. That's right, Steve. That's right. Uh, so he goes up there and he, he buys his guitar. He gives this man 150 Canadian dollars. And uh, as he walks out of the driveway, he pulls out a kazoo. And he puts the kazoo up to this, what mm. appears to be a sound hole. And he plays the kazoo into what appears to be a sound hole. And then he says, it looks like a train whistle, but it sure as hell doesn't sound like one. And then he l- smashes a guitar in the driveway, right, pours right, a can right, of right, kerosene right, on top right, of it, okay. lights a kerosene on fire. I think it's just, away. it's really weird that this person Can you did... light kerosene on fire? There's, yeah. There's like some yeah, you fuel can light that, kerosene on fire. There's some fuel that it famously burns. does not burn. Is it gasoline? Something doesn't burn. Well, it, it, everything has its ignition point. It, right. You have, you have, you, like the, the, the urban myth is that you can throw a lit cigarette into a bucket of gasoline. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, everything burns. Sure, but it's like it won't just burn if it's there. Right, like you have to, you have to get it up to the right temperature yeah. for it to ignite. I think this guy is selling this because he did all this work and then he realized, oh yeah, this is an Epiphone SL and the, the frets are a roller coaster and it's not actually that fun to play. And I should really just throw this thing off a bridge. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is, this is no bueno. I'm just curious as to what he was doing. That's all I want to know. Well, (laughs) 
Like, what was his goal? Was is this thing? Is it is it all hollowed out now? So like, it feels like an acoustic. Like, what what did he do? Ryan, there is a name listed. You could look him up on Facebook. I don't. I'm not that curious. My social anxiety says no, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so now we vote. We vote. The voting time is now. I I mean. We got the cyberpunk, Ooh. we got the phantom bass, and we've got that semi-acoustic SL. It's a tough one, Steve. What are, what are you leaning towards? I originally thought, Ryan, this is a no-brainer. It's the Cyberpunk 2077. But then I realized I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun trying to convince you that you needed another bass. You got close. I'll say, like, when you said get it, I like the little spark in, like, that, some gland in my body squeezed out dopamine. It was like, he said, get it. Get it. You're joining a new band. Maybe you need a bass for that band. No, I don't. I'm going to play guitar. I'm not going to play bass in a band. It's, <laughs> they claim they already have a bassist. So, all right. I don't, all need, right. I don't need the bass. If I'm going to play bass in a band, it's going to be the bass sex. <laughs> so, you're, you're voting for the Phantom Bass? No, I'm saying I'm not sure, um, but I, I think it's between those two for me. The cyberpunk and the, the phantom cyberpunk base. and the phantom. Uh, the phantom. We didn't even really talk about the fact that it's like Universal Monsters themed cover on. Yeah, it. my like we my plan was if I had that, I would, and, I would strip it off and repaint it. Like there, there was a, not that I hate Universal Monsters. I don't. I, I think the fact that we that you said that and I did not challenge it on any level means that my vote has to be for the cyberpunk 2777 inspired telecaster guitar well i'm gonna go for the phantom bass all right I'll, because i usually flip and you usually win you we're to gonna flip? mix it up you're gonna flip and i'm gonna win all right what do you what side do you pick in spin doctors put me down chris? for chris so if it is chris then it will be the vox phantom all right do you usually let it hit the table i let i land it in my hand and then i flip it on the back okay. of my hand Back of my hand. Yeah. It's Spin Doctor. You won. Oh, you picked Chris. I, I don't I remember. I picked Chris. I won again. He won again. The flip always favors Cyberpunk. Steve. Cyberpunk gets it. Congratulations, Bill Wilkins. Tell us about the song, Steve. Sure thing. <laughs> I was going to be like, sure thing, buddy. Uh, this was sent uh, by Trust Club. All right. Hi, Ryan and Steve. Please find the MP3 attached for our song, Friend. To be played on the podcast off of our This Is Trust Club EP, which is out now and can be listened to on all online streaming slash purchasing platforms. Gear points of interest are my pink supersonic slash Mustang hybrid guitar that I made, which is the only guitar in the song. It was featured on the Home Builds episode a few months back. One of my and my favorite pedal ever, the Boss HF2 Flanger, uh, which you can hear all over the end of the track. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> This song is just going to be many, many thanks for the previous support and plays on the podcast. It's always nice. Really appreciate it. It's always really appreciated and really nice to have a small part of my favorite podcast. Kind regards, Matt. Good. Thanks, Matt. Good uh, for sending the song in. Here we go. Oh, hold on. Got to get yourself. You got to get yourself connected, Steve. Rookie move. I don't want to go blind from the light that is reflected. What? I'm just saying you got to get yourself connected. Is that? What's that have to do with? Oh, what? 
Through the Bluetooth. You have to get yourself connected to What Bluetooth. does it have to do with a light? You got to get yourself. You got to get yourself connected. You said something about a light. Yeah, I don't want to go blind from the light that is reflected, Steve. I don't. Get is, yourself connected. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's play, play the song. <laughs> great track fantastic i really enjoyed that flange there at the end that chock full of flanges all right bye everybody stay grounded <laughs>